welcome to another edition of Adult Sports Kid. I am your host, Jason Paul. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're having a good time wherever you are. I hope you're sports gaming. I hope you're getting into NBA 2K22. Start off with that's still what I'm playing. I'm still into that. I'm still in the midst of leveling another guy up, going through that. Won the G League last night. Uh, so I, let's talk a little bit of NBA. That's what's on my mind right now. I think we got a fun topic to later. And of course, we'll get to the news. But I I played through. Um, here's what I want to say about NBA 2. I, I love how they altered the story. Or how you experience the story, I guess, really. There's still a story mode in the game. And this has been mentioned by various outlets. And I do want to echo this sentiment because I think it's true. The way it's structured now is a lot better. It's not as passive an experience. It's very much laid out like an RPG would be laid out in in a traditional sense. And and, in an open world video game just in general. And I think that's fine to do nowadays. One, because... Everybody's used to open world games who plays video games beyond just sports video games. And then two, it just it it gives more control to the user, which is what I'm enjoying. So I do want to give 2K props on that. I think it's just a it's a fantastic way to do it because I don't really know how the, all the options will um, unfold. And to be frank, I'm more apt to do this if I can do it in like little piecemeal chunks to experience the story as opposed to have to experience the story when I first get the game. And that's when I'm most apt to want to skip the story and get right to playing with my friends, especially if you're playing Pro-Am or Rex with people. You want to get there faster, not later. You want to start getting your guy in real world, or real world, you know, quote unquote, in the game situations. So you're way more apt to to, to skip that so I, I think the people working on this I'm hoping the analytics really bear out that this is the way to go um, so I, I enjoy the structure of the story but my main complaint with the single player aspect of my career remains you have to do everything on offense now I don't know if I missed a difficulty set, setting I don't know if it takes it from you know the main difficulty setting of the game and I shouldn't have had that so high but playing, I lost first round of college when you, you could choose different paths. I chose the collegiate path first, lost in the first round in overtime. I did everything I could do. And then I get to the G League. I'm trying the G League out because I don't want to just go straight to the NBA with poor draft stock. And I want to, you know, gain the benefits you get from completing the G League. So I went ahead. I did that. I won it. But you have to do everything. And that's something I don't really enjoy when I'm playing, um, you know, a player locked experience. And this is where I don't know if I'm a little too sim for games nowadays. I don't know if this really appeal. Maybe it just doesn't appeal to people, but having a net teammates, having to really take the whole team on your back. And mostly what's the most infuriating thing is defensively seeing how just unbalanced it is where it's like these, the computer team is taking not great shots all going in anytime my team takes a decent open jumper that's gonna you know roll in and out that sort of thing is still very video gaming to me very much catering to a certain type of audience so i get it a lot of people do want to be the star and i totally understand that 
I'm airing a little more side on realism, but for me, that does inhibit me wanting to play NBA games once I get past the G League. We'll see who I'm drafted by. Maybe I'll be encouraged to play some. You do get a decent amount of VC for it. Obviously, you can level up badges playing like that. You could take advantage of team practices, which really contribute to your badges. But the actual playing of the games, there seems to be a ceiling for me and how much I enjoy it and how much that I can sort of create the narrative in my mind that I should be taking over. And, I, and that's easier to do when you're playing the college games or G League games, but harder when you're a rookie on an NBA team with people who are better than you. So we'll see how this plays out. Again, takeaway from the structure of the story, enjoying it. I really like the Chris Brickley's gym aspect of it. I think that's cool. See, that's more what I want. I think you're in this city, and, and they've done a good job with the immersion of it. It doesn't make total sense right you're in this city centered around basketball which i'd go live there it sounds like a pretty dope city there's stuff going on although people in the parks lay face down on the grass for some reason lived in a few couple cities in my day i uh, never seen never seen that that too often unless it was drug related so i don't know what what's being passed around this city but uh it sounds good i guess if you're into that sort of thing if you're into laying face down in the park it sounds like a good time to in, in, imbibe in whatever's going on substance-wise. But it's, I like it. I think the characters are less annoying, so that's good. But again, it's going to stop me from playing these single-player experiences. If you're putting me into these you know, realistic NBA game, and yet I have to do everything. My teammates are inept, and I have to score 50 points as a rookie to win against, you know, to take your pick of a bad team, you know? So we'll see how it plays out. I don't know why the Bobcats keep coming to my mind, but they're bad. They were always, the Bobcats are a team, they were always bad. So we can make fun of them in perpetuity, I think, even though they don't technically exist anymore. So I'm just going to say Bobcats. You play the Bobcats. I shouldn't have to score 50 to beat them. But that's my main gripe. Other than that, gameplay is fun. We'll get into a little bit of the news of what's changed with the gameplay. Um, but I did want to just lead off, still enjoying it, playing my player. Obviously, the social aspect of this game is great. There's still infuriating things with gameplay. Um, but there really nuances a lot to like how I built my player. So I don't want to get too in the weeds there. Blocking, though, there's it, tough to make a layup with the blocking that's going on right now. I will say that. So we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out i might have longer um longer term things to mention when it comes to gameplay but right now they've made a concerted effort not to change too much again we'll talk about that when we get to the news section i appreciate that um dig a little dug a little bit more into my team just a tad bit more really like that draft function almost done with a series of games there um my nba looks great haven't had a chance to dive into that uh, but again, that's sort of the nature of 2K. You get, I, I, I find myself with 2K getting pulled into different modes, and I'm in these modes for amounts of times. So I go on like a my team streak of, of play, and then I do back to my career, and then I'll do a my NBA. And I guess really the hesitation with my NBA is I'm waiting for some, you know, we'll see as the season starts. I'll see if my boy Ben Simmons gets moved. Of course, that is completely sarcastic. I hope he gets moved. He's not my boy. Get him out of Philly, please. Um... So yeah, that's what I've been playing, NBA 2K. So let's get to the topic for today. I think this is interesting, um, mostly because it's an idea I came up with, and I am egomaniacal like that. I 
think I can fix EA Sports. I think I could fix EA Sports' current problem and give them a platform like Fortnite or Warzone that they could own and 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 foster and create and make billions of dollars. This is how confident I am of this idea. And I'm going to take you through step by step. I didn't write any of this down. This is ill-planned. But it's something that's been ruminating in my brain for a long time. And I want to... I want to talk it through with you guys and see what you guys think of it. So EA Sports, I think it's a weird place, right? Like it has, um, it's not unsuccessful. A lot of people buy Madden each year. A lot of people buy FIFA each year. Those games are very highly successful. Uh, FIFA on a global scale. Madden certainly centralized here in North America where NFL is big. But the NFL is huge and it's going to continue to sell. But... Compare that to where Madden was, you know, 16 years ago. When you talk about the glory years of two of the uh, uh, when we were, you know, or seven is it it's 17 with the 2004 games? Oh, getting old, folks. So look at that run: MVP Baseball 2005, classic; NBA Live 2005, classic; Madden 2005, classic; NHL 05, not a classic, but a game that was, you know, played by many. FIFA 05 rolled into the World Cup game, which was, I don't know if it's anecdotal or what, but I know I played the crap out of it. I know a lot of people, all my buddies played the crap out of it. We played the crap out of that game. And it's just sort of been, uh, and then at the time, you still had Fight Night ruminating. You had EA Sports big titles like NBA Street and NFL Street being released. This was the glory days. And since then, we've seen it pared down. And it's been pared down mostly a little bit from exclusivity deals right a little bit from just losing to the competition in nba live sake it's it's hurt i think due to sports popularity like ufc's a much more popular sport than boxing so then fight night takes a hit and then NHL is a very expensive game to make for an audience that is not growing a tremendous amount. You know, there's a, there's a certain amount of hockey fans we have in this country and, and in North America in general. And that doesn't seem to be growing at a pace to warrant a bigger team. I think you can tell the NHL team is much smaller than the FIFA or Madden team with the amount of features they add every year, with the gameplay improvements. And this is not a knock on NHL. I think it's a well-done game, I think. I love the I love the my player structure for that playing online in EASHL quite a bit. I like it better than what 2K has going for it, even in its simplified fashion. I think it makes much more sense. But EA Sports, when I was growing up, it was ever you could play any sport, you could do it all. You EA Sports, if it's in the game, it's in the game. Everyone knew that saying, but it was it was true. Like. It had a simulation title for pretty much every sport. And then it started to have arcade titles for every sport. And even, other, like, EA Sports' big label was big. Like, it had a tremendous amount of games. Let's take a look real quick on what the EA Sports' big label had under it. Because these are games. This wasn't just NBA Street. Um, You know, this was FIFA Street. Def Jam Vendetta fell under that. Uh, there's met and remember there's NBA Street Volume Three even everyone talks about you know Volume Two but it was Volume Three was the last release NFL Street had four releases if you count the NFL Tour and then you had SSX 
And I, I swear I remember a Moto, Moto X game. I swear. With uh, Brian Deegan in it. Anyway, they had that. And then the other thing EA Sports has lacked is not just like the literal games, right? Or the quality in games. Because when you do release an NBA Live, it's, it's trash. Or an NBA Elite, it's, it's beyond trash. It's canceled and, and becomes a valuable game because people, there's, it's so rare to have it. And here we are now where EA Sports hangs its hats on two titles. And yes, this is indicative of how expensive video games are, right? I get it. I get it. Video games are hard to make. They're expensive to make. They need big teams and they need critical reception high and they need gamers reception to be high. So you go and buy it and support it. And so that they made more revenue on that game than they lost with expenses. So I understand the business reality of it. But then let's also orient ourselves. So maybe it make, doesn't make sense to make a game for every single sport. All right. But then let's orient ourselves to something like Fortnite or Warzone, where you create a platform, a platform that people use socially, right? A, a, it, people pick up, I used to pick up and play Fortnite just basically to talk to my buddies. I didn't really care about the outcome of the game. And people do the same thing with Warzone. And these things, people, they're evergreen. People come back to it. They refreshed a little bit, and people are all right with repetitive gameplay if it's fun and rewarding. People spend money on the battle passes for those games or uh, you know, ad hoc items that they'd like to add. So I want to take those principles that we see in a modern gaming landscape, one that can easily be transferred to sports. And this is why I'm shocked this hasn't been thought of here. Here, I propose a platform like Fortnite for EA Sports to make where you can play a bunch of sports with your friends. Think about this. And now, I don't know. Here, the lingo is going to get weird, right? Because NBA 2K sort of co-opted this. But here's what the experience I'd want it to feel like. I'd want it to feel like it's a summer day. Let's take you back. You're 12 years old. It's a summer day. You slept in a little bit. Kids are not. You're ringing your doorbell. The neighborhood kids are your homies with. You come down. You go outside. You're ready to go out and play, play for the day. Play some sports. And you look around and be like, what do you want to play today? And guess what, folks? EA Sports could do, give you that feeling in a gaming platform in a game where you can choose what sports to play with your buddies, to pick up and play with your friends. You can do that one because the engines exist, right? You have the NBA Live engine, even if you don't. I, you're working on something with NBA Live. I know that from the hires from NBA 2K. So you have somewhat of an engine there, right? You definitely have a hockey engine. You definitely have a football engine with the yard, which you'd use. You definitely have a soccer engine with FIFA. You have all these engines. And you have you have MMA because of UFC. You have even boxing because you just take the stand-up aspects of MMA and tweak it a little bit. So what I propose is this platform allows you to team up with friends and play pickup games of any sports you want. So... You go, you know, four of your friends online. You're like, perfect. Let's play a game of pickup basketball. You go. You wait in a lobby. 
boom, you're playing other people in basketball. Of course, there's like stat tracking and whatnot. You're going to level yourself up. You're going to create different archetypes depending on the sports that you're playing. And you're not going to microtransaction to death in terms of attributes, but you're going to rely on the platform itself to be successful and use things like battle passes because this is this is made for a battle pass. Uh, sports culture is um, different clothing that you get. You could EA Sports could like NBA 2K does partner with brands that people want. As a brand gets hotter, put it on clothing. As a dumb fad happens on TikTok, co-opt it and put it in your battle pass as a, as a thing to level up with. You could have characters for sale. Maybe you got you, they have skins in Fortnite people pay $20 a pop for. Would people not pay $20 a pop to play as Michael Jordan? And it'd be dope because it wouldn't just be playing as Michael Jordan as basketball, but it's your avatar you can use. So oh, now I'm going to play with Michael Jordan in, in a game of hockey. I'm going to play Michael Jordan in a game of FIFA. So you have this built-in monetization that all these other plat gaming, I call these gaming platforms. That's what the Fortnite's a it's a game as a service, and you have all, you have the you have the blueprint. And I'm not saying to, to to just cannibalize FIFA and NHL. I'm saying this is it. You can play pickup basketball. You can play pickup hockey on like you know an outdoor rink like they have in NHL nowadays. The EA NHL games that is nowadays, or I guess the real NHL. They play outdoor games too. You just give people these small pickup experiences that track your stats, right? It allows you to play against the world. You have people monetize it based off of battle passes and skins they get. And then I think the final piece would be a competitive aspect where you and you pay an entry fee for your team to play other teams. So it's not just random matchmaking. We go from that to tiered EA NHL level divisional. You play a season. And if you win, if you do well enough that season, you you work your way up from Division 10 or Division 5 all the way up to Division 1. As you rank up those divisions, the places in which you play change, right? You're going to go from a small little gym to Madison Square Garden if it's basketball. Or even for boxing, right? You small little grungy gym all the way up to Madison Square Garden and that's another end of monetization in terms of evergreen content this is easy to refresh like you all right this season we'll call them seasons of course of something that you know Fortnite you know uses in the nomenclature Call of Duty uses in its nomenclature totally sports made for sports I think a lot of this is why it's 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 really resonated with me because I feel like it's, sports are tailor-made for this setup. So you have, you have different prongs of monetization there. And you're not going to cannibalize your full game. Because here's what I'd say we you would, as EA, here's your line. No licensed teams and no licensed players outside of those avatars. So what you're doing is you're, you're, you're utilizing the engine you made for those games, but you're stopping it right there. And everything, uh, you can have those games have its own living, breathing modes and experiences and keep them separate. But you give people, and and I would say it's not totally simulation, but an arcade, you know, a slightly arcadey way to play all these sports. I would propose for FIFA, what you basically do is you move your Volta over to this, to this new gaming as a service platform. 
for for Madden. You take the yard out of Madden, and you and you move it to this game. I don't think people are buying those games for those modes, and I think that would bear out in the analytics that these teams have. I think it bears out in practicality because you know the yard isn't fully fleshed. Volta, although getting more fully fleshed, is not fully fleshed out. It seems like an add-on. So if you take these add-on sort of modes and you put them all in one place across multiple sports, what you're doing is you're simulating something that's never been simulated in a game before. And it was that experience I referred to earlier. Boom. What sport are we going to play today? And you and your buddies can hop from sport to sport and maybe a gate to sports based on seasons. It's summer. Sorry, you can't play hockey right now. But come back in the winter and you'll be able to play hockey, pick up hockey, or go in and do a season mode. You can also, we could gate microtransactions around creating jerseys for your teams. There's so many opportunities to make money. And what this is going to do is, one, incentivize EA you're going to be incentivized to keep this gameplay good, constantly tuned. Um, you're also creating fans. You're going to be able to get people to try new sports. And maybe they like playing soccer in this mode because it's fun to pick up with their friends. And then maybe they'll go and buy FIFA. Ultimately, though, for something like this platform in my mind that's coming up and you call it the playground, something like that. Reminiscent of youth, of, of joy. Of, of hanging out with the homies and just playing, picking up in different sports. Because when I was growing up, I don't know about you guys, there were days we'd play football to go to street hockey to move on to basketball. Like We just did all that in one day. And I'd love to do that as a grown person with my friends again. And EA's sitting on these engines that can accomplish all that. And I think it's a shame to let it all go to waste because you know they could make a competent baseball game. Just give me the damn mechanics from MVP 05. It would be fun. You know? And you'd have to get a little creative. But but you know what? Baseball, they have they bought Super Mega Baseball. That's what i do for that. Have a little fun avatars there. You, they have the sport. They have the technology. And if you're looking at... if there, There's a reason that they're not making a generic baseball game. There's a reason they're not making, you know basketball anymore and it's because the one-to-one you're gonna get your block knocked off right to start if you're going up against mlb the show against nba 2k you're gonna get your block knocked off it's gonna be tough for years but this pulls (coughs) excuse me but this puts this all together in one neat package where each individual sport doesn't have to it just has to be fun gameplay it doesn't have to be deep you don't have to make deep modes for all these games You just have to utilize the engine you have for these sports to get people to have fun. Fortnite isn't incredibly deep. It's the same experience over and over again. Now, there's certainly some different modes you can play, but for the most part, and like Warzone, there's some different ways you sort of move it around, right? But at the end of the day, the mechanics are the same. And that's the same with this. You can have a 3-on-3 basketball, 2-on-2 basketball, 5-on-5 basketball. That's three different modes. That's one core. There's one. That's one core engine behind it. You could do the same thing for hockey, three on three or five on five. It's it's the same core mechanic. You could do it with the yard, you know, with that with football. You could do three on three or five. You can you can take away and add players if you as you will. And the other thing you have to worry about 
with this is AI tuning. You're going to have people play against each other and have limited bot use. So when you're talking about a developmental aspect of it, you don't have to worry about catering to sim heads like myself who want a realistic game when it's like you're playing other people. Leave that up to them. So basically what I propose is EA Sports in this sort of elevator pitch. EA Sports, game as a service, the playground where you can play any sport, anytime with your buddies. Level up, pay for battle passes, which you have to call something else in the sports world, but you, you know, whatever. You, you call it whatever you call it. You know, you use a battle pass to make money. You use uh, the ability to purchase avatars to make money, purchase clothing outside of the battle pass to make money, and buy into season modes. And I think that's key also because the competitiveness, people will not want to quit as much if you put five, ten bucks in for as a team which wouldn't kill the bank otherwise, get you many games, you know, maybe it's 10, 20 games in a season. You play through those and you see where you net out for the next year. And if you got a bunch of people leveling up for the next division, guess what? They're going to want to spend money again to keep going. And I think what you're going to get with this is you're going to make money. You're going to get a platform that people, when they come home from school or work and, and they want to hang out with their friends and be like, ah, what should we play today? I don't know. Let's hop on the playground and let's talk. And you just go from there and be like, oh, you know, we haven't played in a while. We haven't done like baseball. We haven't just done like a home run derby. Think about that. Oh, four of, a group of four of us. You know what we want to do? Uh, yeah, we want to split two and two in basketball. And then after that, let's do a home run derby and see who hits the most home runs. These are all small aspects of gameplay. That when added up together is an experience that I'm salivating for at the moment. I want to play EA Sports, the playground. But we'll see. Right now it's just in my head, right? Uh, so I did want to talk to you about that, guys. That, that's always been ruminating in my mind, right? I just ruminate. I'm just like, they have these engines. They're there. We can connect them. We can make this great. Because the NBA 2K avatars, a lot of this is people dressing up their players and all that and so okay people would definitely buy a battle pass where you get clothing and it'd be better than nba 2 game experience because we wouldn't you wouldn't it wouldn't have to be a damn city of walk around or skateboard around it could be actually something they can just use menus just to get by nor i know nhl can do menus right i think with nhl it's good to do no just menus work so you you marry the fortnite think fortnite with sports I think it's great. You could certainly think of battle royale modes to do. They have a dodgeball game that they can they could leverage things from. And listen, I understand their apprehensions as I do. It'd be first off, we have Madden, and we have FIFA. Those make money hand over fist. But I still think you're missing things. I think Madden and FIFA are still perceived by the public as such a simulation, hardcore sports fan, sports gamer games that you're missing out on a group of people who are used to socializing in the video game space and something like this could do it because it would only take one of those games to be super fun and addictive before people start talking about it openly and then you're going to have no barrier to entry if it's a free to download thing you'd have no barrier to entry and you're going to make all your money with the whales that's that's been the, since Z Zynga games started. That's been it. You're looking for the whales that are gonna spend money, and there's gonna be people who are like, "Oh wow, there's a new avatar for what? Oh, I can play as the Rock in these sports. Well, yeah, I'm gonna do that." 
And maybe you also charge people for different... Okay, you get uh, you know two archetypes per sport. If you want a third, you pay, you pay for it. There's ways to monetize this. It, it It's fast. It's also, from the corporate end, it's easy to... Uh, you want this to be a cultural hub, too. So, yeah, the clothes are going to be a big thing. The battle pass. The music that plays. You could cut deals with record companies. Have different radio stations people can plug into. You have an aspect of this, maybe even go as far as you know, racing culture and need for speed gameplay. I don't know. My mind keeps running with this. I won't take up more of your time with this. Let's get to the news. All right, biggest story uh, from Steve Noah at Operation Sports NBA 2K22 patch 1.5 available, fixes broadcast cameras and my NBA and more. So the patch was released. Uh, Four days ago from when I'm recording this on the 22nd, I believe. This was Wednesday, September 22nd. Um, and a patch went out for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. And it fixed missing broadcast cameras in NBA, my NBA, which I don't know how that happens, but that's fixed. Stability improvements um, generally is sort of their touting. I have not experienced a disconnect in the rec or pro-am since this happened so that's good and i was getting disconnect from the wreck quite a bit you're also now able to accept squad invites that was a thing a little patch earlier a week ago that addressed that um there they claim to improve loading speeds from re-entering the city from a building interior i haven't really noticed that but i'll take them at their word they've improved the frame rate on xbox series x for navigating the city i think the frame rate still drops really horrendously in some aspects for ps5 like I said earlier, broadcast cameras are back in my NBA. Don't know how that that got uh, that issue happened. Uh, there's some issues with badges just being applied correctly, um, and then a DJ booth will no longer allow for tipping when the impro- when when in the proximity of a quest NPC. You know, I play this game. I don't know what the heck that sentence even means. I don't know what I don't know. A DJ booth. I guess you can get those. And I don't know, you can tip them. That sounds like a terrible thing. But it's fixed. You can, uh, you can't, you, you no longer can tip them when you're near a quest NPC. I don't know. I guess people are accidentally tipping them. Well, that seems awful. So good to see a pretty, you know, we're, uh, we're over two weeks now from release. Really good, I think, post-release support without going too far. And that brings us to our next story from Sports Gamers Online and Steve Montania. Montani, I can't even say this name. Sorry, Steven. Uh, minor NBA 2K22 update balances badges and more. So NBA 2K22 received a minor badge balancing update today. And this is pretty significant because this is really the first gameplay thing they touched. Mike Wang has said they're being very careful with how they're approaching gameplay tuning. So I'll take him at his word at that. I think so far with how I mentioned in previous episodes, really good reception from the community i think they don't want to touch it too much they have certainly there's still a loud chorus of booze coming along um this minor badge balancing update affected um the mismatch expert and blinders badges it reduced their effectiveness now i can't speak for either of those i don't haven't applied any of those to any of my my players and it also makes the unpluckable badge a little more effective because there's been a lot of people saying a lot of steals i've i have had some experiences where i'm holding l2 and it's get stolen from me i don't know if that's intended or not 
I don't think that should happen too often in my experience. I think if I'm t holding L2, I'm really limiting what else I can do. Basically telling the game, hey, I want to shield myself from people. So we'll see. I have since this patch or this balancing um, update was released, I haven't had too many awful steals against me. There's been some people spamming. I don't know how much you can do about it. Uh, but yeah, so it's good to see again, like they're making changes. They seem cognizant that people like the game and they're going to be a little more tempered in how often they make these changes. Fingers crossed that I don't know why, but I want the reception to remain good. I don't want this game to be wildly different. I'd love to learn it the way it is and sort of get it down and see if I can excel and make my decision based off that. Because sometimes when you're like a month or two in and then the landscape drastically changes, I made a lot of decisions with my guy based off these. Like I wanted to steal up because I know stealing is more effective this year. So we'll really see how this, this bears out in the long term if they can really stick to this... Um, not really touching gameplay, uh, you know, philosophy they've had so far, but we're literally only two weeks in. So I'm not going to hold my breath to it, but I'm hopeful that the gameplay holds up and that people remain happy. And we need very limited tuning. That would be a first. Uh, all right. So, well, first in, in, in the age of the constant tuning and, and patching, we live it now, of course. Um, all right. Next article from Operation Sports, FIFA 22 trial available for EA Play subscribers. This was also put out on September 22nd by Steve Noah. Basically, FIFA 22 is up uh, for the trial version. If you are an EA Play subscriber, uh, that's included in EA Game Pass Ultimate. And it's $5 a month or $30 a year for PlayStation or PC users. And you get 10 hours of playtime. Our early reception I've seen has been positive on the trial. I've not downloaded the trial. I do not think I have an active EA Play subscription at the moment. I got one for Madden and then fell off after that. I didn't really think I, with NBA 2K, not really going to have the time to play FIFA right now. I'm still debating getting it near its release date. So I will keep you posted on that with my impressions if I get FIFA uh, within the next couple weeks. But if you want to try it out, I do think it's a good deal. EA Play, you know. It's $5 a month, and then you get a discount 10% on the game. So you actually get the game for a little bit cheaper if you end up liking it. And of course, if you don't, you're out the $5. But you might have saved yourself a big, bigger headache by giving it a try. So I want to give ups to EA when we can. And I think EA Play has been a great service. And the 10 hours is, you know, I think sometimes it makes you salivate a lot, and you really want to keep playing, and you can't, and that sucks. But the good far outweighs the bad. Um, so... Go and check that out if you're interested in FIFA. Don't spend the whole $70 or $100 for an Ultimate Edition until you at least give it a try first. Um, next story from Operation Sports and Steve Noah. We have Football Manager 2022 video preview. Uh, a video was released, a, a minute and four second long trailer, just showing some features uh, for Football Manager 2022. That's going to be released November 9th for Xbox, PC, Mac, and mobile. And also it's going to be part of Game Pass as a as a game as a game pass so you can play that day one on game pass so that's dope uh the, i watched it the features nothing i mean it seems like a little more uh emphasis put on data nothing else really else jumped out on me it seems like analytics you know a, might be a bigger part of of the of the of the vast amount of spreadsheets you can look at there's some more uh you know cool looking 
modern analytical charts and, and pie graphs and, and, and other sorts of graphs. I am a big football manager fan. I think this game's good. I've never gotten super, super deep in it, but I had a couple years where I've played a bit, and it's it's been, you know, it's a sim gamer's game. If you want to realistically simulate being a manager of any sport, this is the one that does it best. I think it's better than OOTP even. I guess some of that's just like I think baseball, although Taylor made for it, it's a bit boring, but even on the when it's a spreadsheet, maybe that compounds it. You know, I, I do think it gets a little long in the tooth. 162 games. I think that I think football, soccer is the best sport for something like this because just the 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 endless bounds of leagues there are, uh, different cups, different ways to approach transfer windows depending on who you are as a you know who who your team team is and what division they lay in and what country they're in and then football managers so in tune to the intricacies of rules of having hey you have to have so many native born players on this team or they're always in this cup tournament that isn't like represented in bigger games like fifa i think it's really dope and then of course you don't play the game so it's like that added and if you haven't i i do just try i listen i think tech sims are are fantastic if you want to simulate being a general manager i know they're not for everybody but you owe it to yourself to give it a try if you're like a hardcore sports gamer football manager is the one as a pretty good graphic interface for the actual games and you're not going to play but you're going to coach and it is it feels different it's it's not as frustrating where it's like shit i hit the wrong button or crap it passed to the wrong person i didn't want it to go to that person here it's just you sort of have to you're at the mercy of your team and that's really i think cool and neat and it really simulates what you know football managers go through so Although this preview video itself wasn't that exciting, uh, I watched it so you didn't have to. I do think the game's a great series. Uh, it, I, I want to support it just to keep it going, really, even if I don't have the time to play it. Um, next story, Madden NFL 22 patch number three is available. This patch dropped on Thursday, and this article is from Steve Noah at Operation Sports. Madden NFL 22 patch number three is available for all consoles and PC. The, the update features mostly cover three tuning. So that's very interesting. Uh, they really understood and heard from people issues with safety play, and they've made a lot of tuning updates to cover three. Uh, we've heard this from for different coverages, not just cover three. So not quite sure um, if there's – it doesn't look like there's any announced timeline for that. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see – ultimately how defense looks i think in a month or two i think people complained about it ultimately you heard from what i was saying i still enjoyed it i think there's ways to get around you know your safety's kind of being being a little you know slow slow to move and catch a receiver over the top and it's glad to see that they're looking into this and getting this fixed so big update there for madden and let me know if you do play madden religiously if you've noticed anything different with defense and if you think it's playing better i'm hoping that they make these sorts of updates for all different sorts of coverages and it just feels a little more realistic and balanced when you compare your defense to the computer's defense and then finally today the last story i want to talk about is eFootball 2022 pre-order bonus details and reaction this is from kevin groves on operation sports he makes some great points here basically eFootball 2022 a game that's free to play a game that releases in a few days with a few teams 
and no real modes outside of play now with not all gameplay mechanics is allowing you to pre-order a player pack which is basically this is just my team crap right this is my team coins you can pre-order a pack for forty dollars which will get you i think it's there's 16 partner club players in this mode it's like they're my team mode and you can get them all if you get the pack i i don't know it's, it this is a i don't know this is a this is this is disgusting right like what what are you you're putting out pre-order packs for something you don't even know it's going to launch in time and this is for november this is for 11 11 they they claim that this pre-order will be released and you we don't know that this is this has been a very pathetic rollout and it's even more pathetic to offer this to pay when you don't have anything to show for it what what does this gain you you have no goodwill at this moment moment you first off this you've radically changed the base of your game with not only the engine in which it runs but also sort of how it's consumed right like it's going to be consumed via a free-to-play model with add-ons that cost money and i know listen i'm going to sound like a hypocrite after playing detailing my free-to-play ea sports the playground game but this is feels underhanded and slimy for that game guess what i wouldn't be you wouldn't pre-order battle passes for a game you couldn't play yet and this i don't understand why you have to pre-order coins for something that you'll be able to buy when it's there this isn't and you don't get the the game's free so what are you exactly getting they say the bundle contents come with the core game my understanding of the core game was free so that's confusing you get 2800 e-football coins that's a weird number i wouldn't do 2800 is a real weird number and chance deals and a chance deal item allows you to sign one of the 16 top tier ambassador and partner club players I don't know. I think this is truly pathetic. And then to add insult to injury as Kevin. Is that the guy's name? Yeah, Kevin. The homie Kevin states in this article. eFootball, to put this up on Twitter. Currently, question. When, currently, when I try to pre-order eFootball 2022 premium player pack within the game, content not found is displayed on the PS Store and I cannot purchase it. That That's not good. And also, this tweet doesn't even answer that. It just adds the question. I, this is pathetic. This is bad. This is bad. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna try this game because it's free, and I'd like to get a another free to play football game out. It's cool that if it looks cool and plays well, and maybe there's some online aspect, I can play with a buddy online, and it's something that doesn't cost either of us money. That'd be dope. But this rollout's been bad. There's no other way to put it. And then to on top of this poor rollout with poor communication with muddled messaging about crossplay. I'm on a PS5. I'm going to play with somebody on the on a Nokia. This doesn't make any damn sense. And then add into this, oh yeah, give us $40 for coins for a mode we haven't even rolled out yet. And this is going to be for November. And good luck. We hope maybe this game will be, even exist in November. We don't know. We don't even know if it's actually going to release on... It, we're a few days away, right? Let me just look this up. eFootball 2022... I think it's September 30th. Let's take a look. Yeah, September 30th. What? At least wait. I don't know. At least wait till it's out. What do you... Don't pre-order. You shouldn't have to pre-order coins. What? And yeah, I get it. It's not. You don't have to. This is bad luck. 
This is bad all around. Konami's screwing this up. Uh, this isn't this isn't good. I would be trying to build up goodwill right now after the rollout of the news of this game. Not doing this laughable attempt at a, at a money grab. Guess what? You guys decide you're not going to make money off this game for a while when you made it free to play and all the add-on modes aren't coming out for months. You know, you might and and when you roll out the game, you roll it out with incomplete gameplay. You can't do power kicks or whatever. Like, what are you thinking? Don't don't release the damn game if it's not ready. Because you're gonna you're gonna sour people on it. I'm not necessarily gonna come back later if I play it and it's crap. I don't know. Not good. I did want to say that though. E football, 2022, the 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 cluster. The cluster continues. So I want to thank you all for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on anything we discussed today on Twitter at Adult Sports Quid. You can find us there. Would love to hear your hear your news notes reaction comments concerns tell me to go after myself do whatever you want on that twitter um i'm gonna hopefully start posting on that soon sorry it's just been you know just it's been a busy time here with nba 2k with work with life you know how it is but i want to get this podcast out for you keep you up to date on all the sports gaming tell your friends if they're into sports gaming tell your friends to follow us on twitter if they want to just uh, drop a note about some of their best sports gaming memories let's start talking more on there and as always everyone Have a good one.